0: Hello, you're listening to Shut Up and Watch This, episode number 70. I'm Dave. I'm Ashley. And we're a couple in Austin, Texas, getting to know each other better by uncovering each other's movie and pop culture blind spots and sharing our guilty pleasures and must-see movies from the past.
1: Yes. That's what we're doing.
0: The face I'm making is because I think I said something out of order.
1: No, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs)
0: It's (laughs) fine. I have I'm off we're we're way off script at this
1: point. Well, you know, it's interesting cuz this is nothing to do with the movie that we picked or anything really, but I was reading something the other then day by all
0: means please about on this.
1: how like people didn't Z, Z generation Z doesn't understand how like touch tone phone works because they're like how do you know what you dialed without seeing on the little screen what you dialed? And and somebody responded, well there was each number had a special tone and so when you knew someone's number if you typed it in you would sort of like unconsciously memorize the sound of each touch tone so if you dialed a number wrong you go oh i didn't dial my dad's number right because unconsciously sound like exactly anyway i thought that was was my dad's phone number by the way (laughs) So, so anyway, remember. that's uh, we're talking about movies now.
0: That's the first time I've heard that people understand touchtone phones because my favorite thing is uh, college kids or whatever yeah. trying to figure out how a rotary phone works.
1: Yeah. But it is they are college there students now, yeah. I guess.
0: All right, <laughs> a minute and a half in, and we're totally off script. But again, we don't have a script. However, However. if you're tuning in for the first time, it only gets better from here because. Yes. One of us gets to pick something that the other person usually has never seen before. A mm-hmm. movie that means something to somebody somewhere. No, yeah. to the other person. And then we watch it together and we unpack it all here for you guys. Right now. So, it's not my choice. Last time I got to pick a Chinese ghost story. Go back and listen to it if you haven't. That's a and good And this time, it's your turn, Ashley.
1: Yeah, yeah. I picked a movie. Um, kind of at the last minute. Because... Um, At this point, it's difficult to find films that Dave hasn't seen that are important enough to view in From My View. I don't know that this one really fits it, but hey. Um, I was in the mood for a weird romantic comedy, so that's what I picked.
0: That's what she threw my way.
1: Uh, Celeste and Jesse Forever from 2012, I believe. Yes. Uh, Written by... um,
0: Rashida Jones Rashida and Will Jones McCormick. and Will
1: McCormick. And um, directed by Lee Todd Cro- Krieger? Krieger. Yes. Yes.
0: That is the note I made on my, <laughs> That's <right>. on my <laughs> notepad over here. So
1: I probably, I know I saw it in the theater. I don't remember which theater. I.
0: <laughs> well, we can't talk about this. This was
1: one of the ones where I saw a trailer and I was like, oh, I really want to see that. You know. So. so, did you
0: know who Rashida Jones was yet? When, I think when so. I mean, this? Parks
1: and Rec was on at the time. I believe. When did Parks
0: and Rec start? Whoa. <laughs> Around that time, maybe.
1: I guess so. I'm, I mean, yeah. So I probably knew her from that. I definitely knew Andy Samberg from Saturday Night Live from his uh, Lonely Island. No, Big no. Big
0: shaking. No, I don't watch, I, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in <sighs> decades.
1: So that that was like my main time watching. It was when Andy Sandberg was on with the, you know, um, threw it on the ground and um, digging, a, digging a box you've shown and me the YouTube you know all that kind video. of yeah. Throw the I Ground saw was that my sketch, but I didn't know who Andy Well, Sandberg the big was. one was the Lazy Sunday, where they go and get cupcakes. It's like it's so like I
0: saw that, but again, I didn't know. It's like any context, you
1: know, like Beastie Boys style yeah. rapping, but they're rapping about going to get cupcakes and going to see like yes. Made in Manhattan or something like that. I think I'm crossing okay. my funny song things. Made in Manhattan was a mention in Flight of the Concords anyway. <laughs>
0: i'm lost yeah i'm, I'm sorry totally I, lost I, it,
1: we're um I, I have a love of songs with silly lyrics and so andy Sandberg's silly lyric songs i got them crossed in my head with the flight of the concords oh, silly, okay. silly lyric, lyric songs but i think they were seeing some some silly movie in that lazy sunday anyway so i was familiar with those and so i was like I want to see this. We would have gone and seen it. This would have been with my ex husband. Um, actually, I don't even know if we're married yet. Maybe.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So that's that's my history of the movie. That's that's what I got. And, and why didn't you see it?
0: <laughs> um, twenty twelve. I don't. That was. I don't know. Yeah. Totally missed it. Yeah. It played at Sundance that year, apparently.
1: Yeah.
0: I wasn't, I don't know. uh, Interestingly, I think I was, I think I was still reviewing films, maybe. Mm. Or somewhere around then was, you know, I was still reviewing for a website. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Smells Like Screen Spirit. spirit. For a second, I blanked on what was the one website I ever wrote film reviews for. Um, Yes, Smells Like Screen Spirit. Um, but I, I i didn't see, I didn't know anything about this. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, I didn't come to Parks and Rec until many years later yeah. via you. I brought it to Although, you. Although, so. I mean, I think I tried an episode or two and didn't get into it. but So I didn't know who Rashida Jones was in 2012. Yeah. I didn't know who Andy Sandberg was in 2012. Okay. I think actually the first time I remember seeing Rashida Jones was she had a very small role in the social network oh yeah she was one of the lawyers that, uh in the deposition taking
1: yeah boy i don't like that movie but okay <laughs> <laughs> i know you're okay, supposed to I'm like gonna that, cross movie. that off my i i do not or, like that movie of uh, what we're gonna do yeah. next week it's but. it's because i don't like Eyes. so Jersey, but Jersey, other right. than so other than
0: so but other than that i was thinking like it's hard for me to remember, but that obviously that is then. Yeah. I was going to say, it's hard for me to remember a time when I didn't know who Rashida Jones was, yeah. except I can date it to, that's around when I first knew her, because yeah. I wasn't watching Parks and Rec. I guess the social network was maybe 2010 or 2011 or something. I don't remember when I was I don't know. Then. Yeah. Who cares?
1: I think, that it seems like they should have waited to tell that story, because so much more happened, but...
0: But... <laughs> With the this, Facebook. I honestly... I don't think I was aware that this movie existed whatsoever when you pulled it out the other day. I didn't know she had, like, co-written a movie. I didn't know that this was an indie Sundance thing that got, got good word of mouth and decent yeah. reviews at the time. Um, it was like <laughs> discovering something that you just didn't know existed that was actually quite good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, so, I mean, it's it's like a lot of the kind of things that I like, which is, it's a little dark. It's not... You know, it's not a a sunny, happy, romantic comedy that hits all the beats kind of thing. It's, it's a little bit weird. It's kind of like, you know, 500 Days of Summer. Um, it actually kind of reminds me of the first podcast we... Rec- the first movie we did a podcast on, sort of Dow of Steve, where it seems like some friends got together to make a movie. You know, it wasn't a huge budget. You know, less than a million dollars.
0: Yeah. So... Yeah, what well, that's what I re- that's what I like about it most is that, especially if <laughs> like <laughs> me, you're totally clueless and you don't know anything about this movie. I don't, I didn't, I hadn't even seen a trailer. I literally didn't know it existed. Yeah, until I, you showed it. It's got the box shot, the screenshot, and then you know press play. So I thought I was going to be a romantic comedy, a good one because you have good taste. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I'm oh, patting yeah. myself. on the back. Um, <laughs> But what I liked was that it totally, to me, is like kind of a subversive romantic comedy because it doesn't go where you think it's going to go. Yeah. So if you don't know anything about the the, the plot, the log line, the synopsis or anything, the, the opening is just amazing because, <laughs> like... So, again, another thing I love about the movie that you get right away is, like, how... They know each other so well that they have this insane, goofy... They have insane, goofy in-jokes and, like, a shorthand for talking and little comedy routines that they pull out effortlessly and they just are, like, in the zone with their... So you get that when they're driving in the car in in the opening. And I'm like, okay, this is this wonderful couple... This is an amazing, wonderful couple and something's going to happen and they're going to, like... You know, maybe break up and then realize that they're meant for each other. I mean, you think all that, and then you're part way into that opening scene where they're having dinner with their or drinks with their friends, yeah, who are about to get married. Mm. Uh, Beth and Tucker, their best friends, yes. their best couple friends, and like they're being absolutely to us. They're yeah. being totally hilarious, right? They're they're doing like they just like pull out the menus and slip into German accents and yeah. start talking about how, Why as would you like as this if evening? fussy yeah. German intellectuals, like <laughs> dissecting intellectually the, like the offerings on the menu. And, no, but of course you, while well, their friends are staring at them like they're complete idiots. That's what you yeah. think. And well, then but- you, and then you realize like that they're separated and they're about to get divorced. Yeah. And so their friend, their friends are super upset with them that they are hang, that they are get along that well and are hanging out with each other because they're supposed to be hating each other and getting divorced. Yeah. And so I was like, "What the hell is happening?" <laughs> Cuz I absolutely didn't know that they were yeah, heading for a divorce. Yeah. They were I... in the process of getting a divorce. You get like they're so cozy and so cute and yeah. so just in- inextricably wound up together that this is the perfect couple. <laughs>
1: I think they did a really good job with that opening scene too, because like the the couple Beth and Tucker who are engaged, like they're doing like the, you know, they're doing the like you're so cute kissy kissy stuff, which like, and then like as soon as the um, Celeste and Jesse start doing their German routine, like they like the look on their face, it looks like. They they're doing the kissy disgusting thing. Yeah, they look like they are offended. Being so gross. Yeah, out. like why are you doing this? And then you know, and then Beth like she's like, I can't deal with this anymore. You guys are separated. Why are you do- why are you acting this way? This
0: has to stop now. <laughs> yeah. This ends now. Because <laughs> another way this could have been could have gone when you don't know the situation is that they could be best friends who haven't gotten together yet, yeah. and and it's obvious to everybody else. Yeah. But it's not that either.
1: No, it's not that. It's not, it's, it kind of breaks a lot of the tropes that I, I mean, really, I don't, I don't think there, there's much like it. I mean, like, it's only a romantic comedy in the sense that it's a comedy and there's romance in it. It's not like,
0: but it's a romantic comedy <laughs> yeah. about a couple breaking up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not about two offbeat people who, like, despite all odds, yeah. end up. Getting together, yeah. it's about two offbeat people who start out together and need to break up and be yeah. apart. And so the payoff is: can they break up and be their own people? Yeah, <laughs> and that's not a normal romantic comedy. Well,
1: I mean, like plot line. So, like the story that we you know gather together is that they knew each other from high school and they married pretty young because they're in their early 30s, and they've already been married like six years or something like that. So they probably got married at like 25, 24, something like that, which is, you know, kind of young, but these, these are people who've been together, like their whole adult lives, you know, so like, essentially, like all the sort of formative experiences from high school through college through young adulthood, they've done that all together, you know, which is like,
0: which we got in a really lovely um, credit sequence yeah. montage with that mute song that was, yeah. I don't know who it was, but it was great.
1: I don't remember who it is either. I was
0: going to look it up, it up. I should have looked it up. I didn't look it out. up. Yeah. We didn't do our research.
1: <laughs> but I mean, like, I think, and I read a little bit about Rashida Jones's sort of influence because she wrote it with Wilma McCormack, who's apparently her best friend. Um, and, you know, they're not romantic or anything, but... Um, They, she said they pulled in a lot of experiences they had with, like, people that, you know, young love and your first love and and growing up and all that stuff. And then, you know, she said that they put a lot of their friendship into it, you know, so the bits where Celeste and Jesse are sort of, like, playing off each other and have all the inside jokes, that's built
0: out of... Well, they're so fun. You want to (laughs) hang out with them. They're really both... Nobody's a bad guy. They're both really likable and
1: they all have great jobs too because like so she's a
0: trend no there's trend recognize Tre-
1: trend Trend Ooh.
0: she
1: she recognizes trends and uses them for like marketing and and that sort of thing and she
0: like has a media company yeah, with yeah. uh elijah wood with
1: elijah wood yeah <laughs>
0: gay best friend
1: yeah well he's her like work buddy yeah, I know. or something like i'm just that. playing I mean, they, a, you know, there's but they're troops. like partners so they have like this like creative slash business relationship that they but also they're kind of friendly like he sets her up with guys and stuff like that during the so
0: sort everybody of, wants her to move on
1: yeah yeah <laughs> but anyway she's kind of she's very type a kind of personality on top of things ambitious she wrote a book she's trying to promote that book Um, we don't find out a whole lot about why they split up other than, like, their personalities are very different. He didn't want to grow up, you know, I guess. Um, He's an artist. He just kind of wants to... But he's, like, an
0: unemployed freelance artist who's not really doing anything, and so they're stuck in this weird limbo. Like, the end of that opening dinner with their friends ends with them (laughs) pulling up. (laughs) You don't know whose house they're at. And it's like, good night. I had a great time, I'll see you tomorrow, oh, you know... And then, um, it's, they live there together, but she yeah. lives in the house and he lives in the shed or the, the studio, studio out back. Out yeah. back.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is not a really, it's not a very healthy situation for a couple that's yeah getting divorced.
1: Well, I mean, and I think that that's like, cause he's having trouble moving on. Like. I, and I don't get the idea that she's dating all that much either. I don't know if it's because she's busy. I don't think busy. either of
0: them are dating. I think that's one of the ways that they're holding each other back yeah. is like they've intellectually decided, like, we're not a couple anymore. Yeah. But they're also, like, as long as they're that close and they spend all that time together, you get the idea they're still inseparable. They're yeah. basically dating platonically. Yeah. And they're best friends without anything else. Yeah. They don't have other relationships other than the other friendships. And so, like, there's no need for them to date. They're getting all of the emotional stuff from each other. Yeah. So it's a very weird situation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's... I don't get that. I mean, like, we don't get a whole lot of detail about how the breakup happened or anything. We just know the fact of it. But it seems like they didn't like spend any time like apart like at all between like when they decided to end their marriage and and like when they decided to go back to being best friends. You like there was
0: no space. There was There's never no time any... moving on. Yeah, there was yeah. no moving on. Yeah, <laughs> there was no period of like no contact or like I'm gonna go off and do my thing. He didn't move out and get his own place. He moved yeah. out to the to his studio yeah. where he works. It just, <laughs> so they're in a very, I think their friends are yelling at them because they're like so comfortable that they don't mean. Yeah.
1: Well, I think I was reading Ebert's review and it's like, you know, it's that time when like people think of you as this set of people, mm-hmm. like you're not individuals anymore. It's just like Celeste and Jesse, you know, that's, mm-hmm. they're a set. And then when you upset that balance, it's very upsetting to your friends, I mean, I have some amount of experience with that. You know, when you get a divorce, there's always certain people react like you've personally offended them in some way because your relationship didn't work out, because it does, it messes with their
0: worldview or something like that. So I think that... And then you often get things where one person gets some friends and the other person gets the other friends. (laughs) You have to like share... It's
1: challenging. ...custody of friends. Well, I mean, it's not... I mean, in a way, it's not that challenging. It's like, you know... There's always like some people that you're closer with anyway. It it kind of naturally shakes itself out, but
0: but they're not in the same place emotionally because I think whereas she's content to kind of let things drift in yeah, this yeah. limbo, where they're not together but they're not apart. Yeah, yeah. He's still kind of he's holding on. Like yeah. yeah. He's holding on emotionally, like maybe it'll work out or
1: yeah. Uh, well, there's that scene where like he, she goes back to see him in the studio and he's what and I never, I don't re- know if I missed it or what, but he was crying while watching the Beijing Olympics. And later it comes up like where she's crying watching the Beijing Olympics, yeah. but they never really explained what happened during the Beijing Olympics that made them so like, it's just one of those inside remember. things in their relationship, I guess, you know, that um, when was the Beijing
0: Olympics even? I don't even know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but anyway that was important to them somehow um so it turns out that he has sort of moved on though because he had like a one-night stand with well, some woman he went
0: on a date and had yeah. a one-night stand that's not really moving on
1: well i mean yeah it's his sort of way of moving on or trying to, or or something. But he's hiding yeah, but that.
0: No, nothing came out of it. Yeah, he's I hiding
1: mean, it from her He didn't because, contact the yeah. woman again.
0: It's only yeah. when they run into each well, other.
1: Well, because he's still hoping to get back with Celeste. Yeah. He's holding on to that, so he didn't want to pursue it. Filed that away. Yeah, yeah. For
0: future reference. Veronica. Yeah. I
1: keep wanting to call her Mackenzie for some reason. So, but Veronica. I think that
0: the big... The big earth-shaking thing that upsets the balance is when she needs her Ikea dresser put together Oh yes, one night.
1: She did need her IKEA. She actually needed her IKEA dresser put together. But I'm
0: using air quotes yeah. <laughs> because it sounds so booty call kinda. Of well right? that's
1: what he thought. He thought it yeah. he thought it was like, come on over, I need my IKEA.
0: <laughs> Which so, like
1: I think there's a little bit of her like being completely oblivious to the fact that he's still into her. And she's like sort of using that in order to get like stuff done for her. Well, you he know? still
0: is doing husband things, yeah. and boyfriend things, yeah, well, husband things because they were together for so yeah. long.
1: Although he's not very good at building dressers. No, apparently. he's not
0: very. He, he <laughs> threw it on the floor. <laughs> threw it the on directions, the ground. yeah, threw it on the ground. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he screams at it and throws it.
1: And well, they and then he made an art piece out of it.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing: it's so the, the balance changes because. One thing leads to another, and they do end up sleeping together that night. And there's Yum. alcohol involved, and it happens. Yeah. But then it means something to him, and it does. It and she mean shuts him thing. down the next day, and was yeah. like, "Oh my god, that was such a terrible mistake." Yeah. And obviously, it didn't mean anything.
1: Yeah. So that's when he he just he moves, moves out. out. Yeah. He she doesn't say home. anything. He just moves out. Um. And I think she was sort of surprised that that happened. Although I don't think she should have been, but.
0: Well, when we were watching it, you were like, that was awful the way she handled that the next day. Yeah, we like, that it was, was kind of awful,
1: yeah. Like, sh- well, I mean, the whole thing, like, you it, know, just come over and build a dresser for me, you know. But then
0: there was no sensitivity about that yeah. it, could be, it could have been perceived a different way. Yeah. Because, again, she didn't feel that way, or she didn't yeah. think she did, so she didn't assume he did.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think either of them really thought through, like, what it means to end a relationship like that. I mean, like, it changes your life if you've been with someone since you were a young person until you're an actual adult like they are like completely involved in like everything that you are as a person you know there isn't I mean like everything that you are as an adult all the realizations that you made and all the culture that you've experienced you've experienced it with this like one person and so they'll like it completely like upends your life if you you know, and a relationship with that person. Because everything you know as an adult, like, is that, is is that person. It's, like, all the stuff that you learned, and it was all through the lens of being with that person. Um, And, like, as someone who, like, is sort of a serial mono- monogamist and had a similar experience, like... You don't realize how your life is about to change when you end a relationship like that. And Celeste, I guess, didn't think through all of the ways that her life was going to change in when because
0: she they didn't change anything when yeah. they broke up. Yeah. There were no markers, there were no goalposts, there were no there was no division between yeah. other than the fact that he moved back there and they didn't sleep together anymore. Yeah. things more or less kind of went on the same yeah. As it was before, they saw each other all the time. There were no rich. We have rituals. You move away. You take your stuff. No. You stop seeing the person. You know. You don't no. get to text them or call them at ten o'clock at night to come. Yeah. Make build a dresser. You don't <laughs> have dinner with them every night. Yeah. You're not, you know they they didn't do. They just kind of went on. Yeah. Like ghosts That's haunting right. each other.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I. So she wasn't ready for that. I I mean, like, he gets there because she finally... I think in that sleeping with him, that's the final signal to him that it's actually, like, over. That it's... That he needs to, like, actually physically and move on and inhabit a different space. He's like,
0: I can't do this anymore. Yeah. There is no future in this. Yeah. I'm out of here. So... He goes off and basically starts to get his act together. Yeah, yeah. And then she kind of falls apart.
1: Yeah, she does.
0: She doesn't realize how dependent she was on whatever that relationship was. And then goes into sort of a crisis about who who should she be with?
1: Yeah. (laughs) What should she have? Should
0: she be dating? Yeah. She does decide she should be dating. But those dates are weird and half-hearted and partly an attempt to appear to be dating. Yeah. An engineer, or or oh, too bad if he happens to be there. I mean, does she have that one date with the guy from Mad Men at a place that he hangs out at all the time? I don't understand why. Yeah, I think he was there watching. He was watching a game. Why was he there? Did she know he he goes there all the time? It just seemed because she wanted to be seen on that date. Yeah, it was. And well that, and then
1: she's like, I think you should leave to her date, like when she sees him come oh over. Oh my god. I think he, she
0: I think You should he go. Saw me. You should just he's... go.
1: <laughs> well, and then, you know, he her date like rightly says afterward, he's like, I don't think you're ready to be dating people, you know. I think uh, you
0: need to get over your divorce. Yeah. <laughs> well, which is another thing. She mm-hmm. won't sign the papers. Yeah. So she has this a little emotional like door prop mm-hmm. of like if i don't sign it it's not totally done yeah
1: yet. well there's a isn't there a, like a pretty long waiting period in california it's like
0: yeah but we don't know how long ago the that's, divorce proceeding that's started true, that's true i think yeah. it's six months
1: well i always think it's i don't know in my divorce like three months seemed like a long time
0: i'm pretty sure it's six months in california yeah i
1: think it's longer than that in california but like it just seems like this terrible patriarchal thing that we do to women to make them attached to you know to men for an extra like three months or whatever it doesn't the paperwork takes like no time at all especially if you're paying a lawyer just you know there's no reason why we need to wait three months or six months or or whatever Are you sure? Are you really sure you want a divorce? (laughs) So
0: meanwhile, let's cover what's going on in um, Jesse's life when he takes off. So
1: Veronica, the girl he had a one-night stand with, it turns out um, he reconnects with her. turns out she's pregnant, and it's his child. Um, So he decides that he's going to... um, Try to be a father. Try to make it work with Veronica. Um, through Veronica, he's able to get like some work,
0: some more stable work. Um, and you know, she's not a citizen, I think.
1: Oh yeah, she's So he s- has to get Belgian, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so he has to get the divorce final because so he can marry her, so she can stay and they can have this child together.
1: Which is a simplified explanation of how our yeah, well, immigration system it's works, fine. but
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> well that's his plan. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to marry her. I can't get married while we're while Yeah, we're while still we're married. still married. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so he so they they have a couple of like terse meetings where they're trying to like work out things and she that's when she just starts like shutting down and she's like I'm not signing the divorce papers. The fact that you turned vegan is ridiculous. She has this whole um thing against his new life. She's like offended that he has a new life and uh-huh. then, you know, it's
0: and she kind of goes spirals into this weird meltdown time yeah. where she is kind of flailing and drinking she too much. Gets high every day. She gets high all the time. Hangs yeah. out with the with the high dude skills. with Will McCormick. Skills. skills.
1: <laughs> Why is his name Skills? <laughs> He's their dealer. Skills with the Z. <laughs> you, buf- this is before legalization, so you. Their still mutual have to, friend yeah. and dealer. Yeah. He so, complains about the weed pharmacies that are stealing his business. So it's like the last days of oh, the that's right. of the neighborhood pot dealer in California.
0: <laughs> and she's uh, can't really muster any enthusiasm for dating and yeah. that's around when she meets Christmas Cena. Yeah. At the yoga studio, I think,
1: yeah, he hits on her at the yoga studio, which and she shuts him down as she should. Don't hit on people at the yoga studio. That's what we
0: were like, we, that's we, not appropriate. We saw him get up and follow her over <laughs> to get the stuff. If you you're were trying
1: like, to meet women, you were
0: like, dude, don't do. Don't that. hit on like, women at the I was yoga like, He's studio. Do it. He's <laughs> don't do hit.
1: That. They're there to work out and to be one with themselves and to learn more about their bodies. They're not there to be hit on. Um, you know.
0: <laughs> Nevertheless. <laughs> uh, what's the name of his character? Paul or something? Paul, like that? I think. Yeah. So Chris Messina, um from the Mindy Project, yes. which we've also been watching. Yes, just to so,
1: so I think that's where I maybe I don't know. I don't know what made me think of this particular, but um, yeah, our. Um, NBC produced uh, sitcoms. And he's
0: not uh, as sexist and uh, misogynistic in in uh, this movie as no, he is no. in uh, the Mindy Project.
1: He has a boring job though. He's like a financial analyst or something oh, like that's that. Right. You know, which is like it's
0: much more fun when he's an OBGYN. Not so
1: interesting. You know, I know when you're a trend watcher, I don't know, but she, I guess, sees him again when she's at a Halloween party, and yeah, um, they have terrible pun costumes they're wearing. Yeah, she's white trash, and he's a serial killer with cereal it, boxes yeah. and knives on. Um, the so his you know front. they recognize that they both have terrible choices in. I was costumes. when everyone was
0: doing pun costumes. It was <laughs> the beginning of the pun costumes.
1: Was it the beginning? I mean, it seems like the, the pun costumes has just been like forever. Like there's the politics.
0: I remember and then the huge, superheroes. I remember and then, a huge influx of pun costumes back around then.
1: Okay. Well, it's just because it's easy to throw it together at the or last Or maybe it's minute. only
0: because I had many years where I was either not doing Halloween at all or yeah. doing it just with little kids and trick-or-treating. And that's around the time probably we were doing the big party with the, the adults, the grown-ups yeah. and the kids. Pun costumes.
1: Well, it's it's like you come home from work and your wife is like, well, we need to go to this Halloween party. All right, we've got, got trash
0: bags and some cereal Yeah, we goes,
1: let let's do that. And you I've know? got a
0: Sharpie and an old white t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's how we do these things um but anyway they they hook up and they start dating and i think she kind of likes him but she's not like 100 percent likes it. him. he's a yeah. nice
0: guy there's not necessarily a spark right away but yeah. i think it's it's it grows throughout the movie
1: yeah like he takes her to another I mean, he takes her to fun places that she enjoys He does
0: and i think he gets points for I don't think he's pushy. And so he's very responsive to times when she says, like, I can't do this right now. Yeah. I mean, that's one of their last interactions until before the end is, like, you know. (laughs) Well,
1: he takes her to karaoke. It's the karaoke thing. And and she's she's, having fun. But I think it feels too much like something she would have done with Jesse, maybe. Um, And she's just, like, she realizes she's not ready. She's not ready for that yet.
0: And he's totally cool with it. Obviously, he's disappointed. But he's, like... I get it. You need to do what you need to do. Keep my number. Give me a call if you Yum. when you're ready.
1: So despite the fact that he hit on on yoga at yoga class, he was actually okay. Yeah, <laughs> he was end. okay.
0: I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't think uh, it could go well after beginning with the crappy hit on Yum. moment in a yoga class.
1: So meanwhile at work, she's gotten, what's her name? Riley Banks. Riley they're Banks. They're representing, they're doing marketing. by Emma
0: Roberts. She's yes. a... Riley Banks is a pop star.
1: Yeah. So it wouldn't be Billie Eilish. It would be no, like... No, it's way
0: before Billie Eilish.
1: So it would have been... I don't know. I don't know who would have been.
0: It's, I can't think of an exact analog.
1: Younger than Avril Lavigne? Older than Billie Eilish? I don't know. Somewhere in there. Whoever was big in 2012. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, it's sort of like... Miley, it's It's Miley Cyrus. That's who it's based on. That's exactly who it's based on.
0: Because she's like Katy Perry, yeah. But she's more of a Miley.
1: Because like it seems like she's making the transition from having a lot of tween fans into being more of an adult sort of artist. Okay, I see what you're. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's 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 like a Miley Cyrus sort of thing. Um, But she like Celeste is already on TV, gone on TV and and trashed trashed her. her. Yeah, and then she's
0: their new client. Yeah, she's representing them makeover. (laughs) Redo her her image, her logo, and her whole vibe.
1: Well, you know, to be fair, like I think they did a pretty good job with this. She's like an auxiliary character, but they gave her like a personality and uh,
0: like. uh, I love that actually because, well. We can talk about it later, but if, yeah. I don't know if it's a flaw in the movie, but I don't really get much of anything from Veronica, who Jesse ends up Yeah, There's that's kind true. That's kind of a non-character there. They don't really give her much yeah. to work with. However, I think it's partly because the movie is from Celeste's point of view. Exactly, yeah. So you just don't get the detail about his his yeah. life and well, we but don't still, get as much
1: about jesse in general you know so
0: yeah it's true but it did feel like there's kind of a void there yeah. the actress is fine and yeah. but there's not much for her to do yeah they and they don't give her much many details other than she's pregnant and she's from belgium yeah that's it <laughs> and they had a one night stand and she's quite charming and seems like a nice yeah person. she
1: seems not she has a cute accent but um, emma but roberts is yeah, the pop much star
0: they, and that's a funny thing I don't know if you were going to go there, but that's another thing. It seems set up for it to be this, like, rivalry kind of awful thing. And then they actually end up totally bonding and becoming, like, sister best friends towards the end. And I didn't see that coming at all.
1: Yeah. Well, it's because, you know, like, Riley has Celeste's number. Like, she knows that she's controlling, she that she's, she's judgmental, that she else. thinks she's smarter than everybody else. And she says that to her. And, like, that she makes these assumptions about people without really knowing them because she made all these assumptions about Riley that she was a stupid, uneducated But girl. she's actually quite smart she's actually and smart. was able to,
0: like, yeah. quote and reference all kinds of things about where her stuff is coming from. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's a lot of... We have a lot of judgment for our female pop stars. And, like... We don't realize how, I mean, like, writing songs and producing music is, like, a major creative thing that you do. And you have to draw on a lot of things. You have to know how to sing. You have to know how to write. You know, all of this stuff you have to. And then, plus, pull in all that. She knows all that trend stuff because she's playing on that trend stuff in order to make herself into a pop star, you know, so... So um
0: This reminds me, and it's, <laughs> it's tangential, but yeah. go and listen to the Song Exploder podcast episode yeah. of Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas, which mm. I was listening to today, because it's all of that, and it's so great to hear them talk about well, the creative collaboration. You
1: know, I think that some, to me, like, Billie Eilish is interesting, because, like, I don't know why we need to talk about this, but I, I just think that, like, it's obvious to me from her lyrics, the breadth of her experience and knowledge of things, um... Her lyrics are just so interesting. And, like, I don't think that other pop stars are necessarily... But, like, that isn't... I mean, like... I think it says more about what... The the music that's popular at the time than the people who are making the mm. music, you mm. know? That, that having the intelligence to tap into that sort of zeitgeist that's going on... Um, is like a major thing that women, a lot of female singers, don't get a lot of credit for all that they're able to do. You know, um. Anyway, <laughs> but I, I mean, like, I think I, Billie I Eilish allow is this because yeah. we're
0: talking about a pop star in the movie. Yeah, no, you seem like
1: you're <laughs> apologizing for the content. Um. But it, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. So. So I I like that because, like, she's sort of the the only character, really, other than maybe Beth and Tucker who kind of, like, call, you know, Celeste on her bullshit, you know. Um, Because she needs it. It takes her
0: oldest friends and then it takes somebody brand new who's really sharp (laughs) to see her lies. Yeah. The lies she tells herself and the front she has up.
1: Yeah. And... So I think it's, it's kind of painful to watch, but the scene where Jesse and Celeste finally confront things is sort of like the big, like, it's a really good emotional payoff. I mean, it's not a happy thing. It's a really like rough fight where like every, I mean, like it's like, um, what's it, is it a marriage story? It's not quite as dramatic as that, you know, the pounding on walls sort of Adam driver and, uh, and oh, Scarlett Johansson sort of thing. Remember that
0: of them screaming at yes. each
1: other. That it- <laughs> I mean it's it's definitely not that dramatic, but like the emotions where you finally get to the truth of of what they're feeling and and how the marriage dissolved, and and you know, you finally find that out, you know, and like he says, like she she's frustrated because he's she's like, how come you are growing up for? this woman that you just met how come you couldn't grow up for me and he says back to her like you wanted me that way you wanted to be needed
0: him she she needed him to be dependent and kind of not quite with it and for her to you know
1: yeah so he was he was playing that role and you know once you're introduced into and i've said it before like nothing makes you grow up more i mean and I've not had this experience but I've seen it happen with other people. Nothing makes you grow up more than knowing you're going to be responsible for another little human. You know, it just it changes your whole mindset like and you don't even know what you're getting into. <laughs> but it changes everything. You, you know? can't
0: sit around just watching the Beijing Olympics in the yeah, back room anymore.
1: anymore. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got to be responsible for someone. And that, I don't Remember, know. That there's a
0: scene where he's almost in a panic about <laughs> yeah. having to buy, like, baby Bjorns and yeah. stuff like that. Where he's asking his buddies, like, his guy friends, like, what even is this? What?" Are-? <laughs> It's true. I remember that. Well,
1: and it's funny because it's like a bunch of guys that this hasn't happened for them yet either. Like he's the first one to do it, I guess, because like his other friend is just getting married and and skills is still selling pot. (laughs) And there's another guy sitting there.
0: I was going to say that. Remember, (laughs) they they have that whole scene with the four of them (laughs) sitting there. The guy even comments every once in a while. And they're like, who is that guy? (laughs) I thought he was with you. It's just some (laughs) random guy.
1: Some random guy sitting on the bed. And I think
0: she's smoking with them, too, right? Yeah, it to him,
1: (laughs) And he's on his phone or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's a pretty good uh, little
0: little joke Dude, there dudes just like appear out of the ether or like across well it
1: reminds me of like how we we're walking when we used to go to like record stores or bookstores and like i am at a much lower level than you are so like sometimes talk i just, to all I just randomly that... approach a guy in a gray hoodie you know because like
0: he's wearing jeans and a gray hoodie and he's, he's at the
1: same height i don't know i <laughs>
0: Where and he's wondering why you're asking, like what record he found.
1: A couple times, I've like sidled up next to people and started talking, and then looked up and been like, "Oh, that's not my husband." That's wrong, isn't it? (laughs) That's just part of my experience as a short person. Um, (laughs) But anyway, this argument that they have, where Celeste actually, I think she comes into it asking if there's a chance that they can make it work. Yeah, and he essentially says like. You know, I've got to be there for my kid. I can't do this. You know, you know. Why didn't you? Why didn't you say why are this you earlier? This now? yeah. It's like it's too late for that. You know. And she, of course, gets really offended. They sort of like end it with like she's like, "Never call me again" or something like oh, that. Yeah. yeah.
0: That is an uncomfortable. Scene. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then I think she, I think the next day she like gets drunk at her best friend's shower or something like that at Beth's shower. Yeah.
0: Do they? Not see each other again until uh, the her toast at the wedding. I think it's the wedding where she makes she everything said, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. God,
0: so, so that's another thing. Yeah. Is like my expectations were she's gonna make a mess of this and it's gonna be one of those cringing, terrible yeah, speeches. She
1: doesn't do too bad. No, it's actually <laughs> quite good. Yeah, she she gives her friends really good advice. You know, she you know does express regret for for the choices that she made, but you know.
0: You, you need to be patient. You need to, you know, do everything you can to make it work. It's like she's saying all the, she's talking to herself past her in, in the same way. Well,
1: and I think, you know, that's, it's important that you reflect and learn from every relationship that ends, you know, otherwise you end up in the same situation again, you know, because, you know, for better or for worse, people are attracted to the same sort of people all the time, you know? So if you don't do that kind of reflection (laughs) thing, then you don't know what to look for in a in a functional relationship if you don't realize what your faults are and and what you did wrong in addition to the other reasons that you broke up, you know.
0: So I do remember because we're getting the movie, the story from her point of view and we're with her, we don't know what his whole experience oh. with Veronica is except when they come back together and you get little pieces of it. No. But I, I like her, didn't really know does he really love that woman and want to be with her? I don't know. And I I wasn't feeling it as a no. viewer. And the, and the film and the story doesn't give me much either way. And Andy yeah. Samberg's performance doesn't either. Yeah. So I was a little worried about him and what he was getting into. And I, and I didn't know if the movie was going to end up doing anything with that. And what it did do with it is I think maybe it's their last scene together. Mm. One of their last scenes together, she asks him if he loves... and he says I do but I don't feel it as a viewer like you don't feel that he's found his you you feel that he's on the right he's on the path of growing up and he's not going to be as selfish and he's doing something for somebody else and you hear that he loves her and that he's going to be but it it's it's just a a feeling about him that I'm like is he really going to be okay because the movie's not making me feel like that like that's or does he just feel like he has to be with this woman because he got her pregnant
1: yeah i i don't know it's not clear to me i i mean like i feel that he feels overwhelmed by the idea that he's be, he's becoming a father but suddenly that, that out would of be nowhere. the
0: same yeah. when you're going to be a father for yeah. the first time even if you're 100% with that person and
1: then i think he you know he's getting over the major relationship that he's <laughs> experienced in his life which was yeah. his relationship with Celeste so i mean like I don't know. I I have some experience with quick transitions. <laughs> you know. Um so I mean like I don't know. I don't know. But we, yeah, I don't think we get enough to know if he real if he really loves her, you know, or whether it, he just feels like he's doing the thing that he needs to do, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean like there's there's a whole lot of living to do when you're still, you know, in your early 30s. So so I mean like You know, maybe he could figure it out. You know, people's love stories are different, you know, and weird and complicated and, you know, not everyone gets like the sort of like magic first year or whatever, you know, although I would wish that for everyone. (laughs) Everyone should have that. Um, But like for her, I feel like she she finally gets to a good a good place with herself and you know it was good for her to recognize what she lost and what she did wrong um but i think ultimately it was the right decision to end the relationship you know just because like she knew it was the right thing to do but didn't know how to get there and and it was messy you know yeah. so um and then she has that great scene at the end, uh, with with Riley, where they're in the like gay club, and she realizes the big mess up she made in the, um, in her design for Riley's um, logo. Logo. She accidentally put um, graphics that looked like um, uh,
0: the swirly graphics around the lettering. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, it it was into the the B of Re- Riley yeah. Banks. There was like anyway, it looked like.
0: It looks like a penis. Yeah,
1: going into a butt. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> Which becomes a major like
1: media like, problem. like so it moves her like it it's sort of like there's a big controversy with her tween fans, but then in the end in this last scene where like she sort of helped Riley get over this bad relationship that well they're doing like a record
0: release party or something and they're celebrating in in a gay club at a gay club they look up and they're like you know we're in a gay club this is great (laughs) and
1: she realizes that she's become sort of an icon for the the gay community you can be an
0: icon here yeah they're into this
1: so so like it, it ends up happy because like she's found a new audience that isn't tweens which is like everybody needs to find a new audience that's not tweens yeah and you know you feel like like, Celeste has success in her career, and she's kind of reached a point of sort of closure, you know.
0: That's the thing. You don't get romantic comedies about closure in this yeah. way, like, where without the fireworks and the, like, explosive, yeah. like, triumph of the <laughs> yeah. couple is together. Yeah. You have, but you end up in a relatively quiet place yeah. where there was this crisis of self and mm-hmm. getting over the other person this is a movie about the breakup yeah. where like the the triumph the payoff is her closure yeah which is kind of quiet in the end yeah
1: i think it's, it's nice. at the last scene she she's she calls up paul and and asks if he wants to go out she says she thinks she's ready to try something again you know but the sort of last scene between the two jesse and Celeste is they get we get a little more of their inside jokes so that's not completely gone. <laughs> Isn't that them
0: signing the papers finally? Yeah, before? and they
1: start joking. They
0: start doing their joke like they're, with their they're, lawyers they're there, in person their <laughs> their in joke kind of stuff like they yeah. had in the beginning, and it's like, oh well, they'll always have that maybe.
1: <laughs> that was interesting to me. I mean, just like from a procedural standpoint, because like when I got my divorce, I went by myself to the courthouse and sat in front of the judge. Sign the papers, and then I sent the paperwork. Off I don't know. To, I
0: gotta wonder if they finally had to schedule an appointment for Celeste to go and yeah, sign in the presence may of may. somebody because she was not doing it. <laughs> We're expecting you on Friday, yeah. <laughs> the twelfth at 9, at ten a.m. to sign papers. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think my well, part of my part of what I had to pay my lawyer for was they sent a courier over.
0: So yeah, so I have to say. um, I just always love Rashida Jones. I think she's delightful and silly and funny. And I've liked everything I've ever seen her yeah. in. And which is weird though, because I can't, I like, she's so ubiquitous in a certain way. Yeah, that yeah. I actually can't think of like a, millions of properties or movies or shows that she's in, but the ones she's I in, think
1: she does. She plays things. She's like yeah. a music producer or a executive or a, wife or you know she'll always
0: be anne in parks and rec yeah um
1: yeah i don't know she she turns up at the right time i like her in parks and rec but i don't feel like she's as vital to yeah like she's i mean like she's she's the she along with ben for a while Mm-hmm. She's like the straight character. Like right. she's the. I mean, eventually everybody gets silly in that show because that's just like if your show goes along <laughs> long enough. But like, you know, it's just.
0: Yeah, because at a certain point, Ben started wearing Batman costumes and getting super. Yeah, weird.
1: everybody gets silly in that eventually. Like Donna was the straight character for a while too, and then she gets. That's her, hard to believe. Yeah, yeah.
0: I I have to go back and look yeah. at the earlier ones again.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's interesting letting. Letting characters develop over time like that, it's it's a different thing. But yeah, she's she's so good. Um,
0: But I really haven't seen very much of Andy Samberg
1: personally. Yeah, I feel there's a. I mean, we could do a whole series of his. Like
0: totally out of loop. Like I don't even know what other films he's been in.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like one of (laughs) one of the um, movies that I saw sort of in the brief window between when I.
0: Is he the one who did the pop star documentary? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's
1: uh, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Never Stop,
0: Never Stopping. Yeah.
1: um, And that's one of those movies that like in the brief amount of time where I separated from my ex and then started dating again, you. um, (laughs) I I went and saw that movie (laughs) by myself at like the draft house or something like that. So
0: I actually really (laughs) want to see that.
1: Uh, the best part of that movie is there's like a scene where like they decide to um drop the pop star his his new single they decide to drop it into smart refrigerators so it's like a u2 thing where they dropped all the u2 records on the but it's like it's a refrigerator (laughs) not not a (laughs) people
0: don't want his music uploaded to their other so it's a big
1: like catastrophe like where everybody's upset you know thing like that (laughs)
0: My phone still has that YouTube. No, Does it? Maybe, okay. I think <laughs> at least it's like archived or something. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, what? Anyway.
1: You know, I like Andy Samberg a lot. Um, I I don't know. There's something about him, like his smile or or something. He just... He's likable? Yeah, he's really like... I mean, like really you could replace jesse eisenberg with andy samberg anytime and can i would rather we? can not <laughs> i don't know what it is about jesse eisenberg but i would prefer andy samberg and i don't know role. but it's
0: interesting because you yeah. you also really don't like the social network yeah with jesse eisenberg <laughs> right so
1: it's he's good in uh, maybe you
0: just don't like him as zuckerberg
1: yeah no i i don't i i uh, he's okay in the movie with the
0: zombie land he's right? good in
1: that yeah yeah, I don't know. Something something about Jesse Eisenberg, but um I I don't know. Andy Samberg is awesome. Um he, he, the the his like his group that did the funny songs which is Lonely Island is Yeah. Um I really enjoyed all of their stuff. They're kind of like a more mainstream version of Flight of the Concords, you know. Um You'll but, have to
0: Introduce me to this because I don't even know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like the, they did all they did the through it on the ground one and okay. and everything like that. But I, I was just always a big fan of him on Saturday Night Live. Um, that's sort of like the era that I remembered the best. You yeah. know, um, my family always watched SNL. You know, when I was a kid, starting when we were old enough to to watch that. That's interesting. So.
0: I never watched it with yeah. my family,
1: but that was sort of like it. It went through. They did some some more experimentation where they were doing more pre-recorded stuff instead of the live mm-hmm. things. So that's Eddie Sandberg's script. They called them digital shorts, but essentially they were, they were instead of having the sketches, they were like pre-recorded. And, well, you SNL know.
0: always had a history of yeah. that. They had the Mr. Bill shorts and, yeah, that's and other true. things of that ilk. That's fa- true. All the fake it. commercials oh, no, that they pre-recorded.
1: says you can't really do live. Um,
0: yeah. Sort of. <laughs> Some of it is live,
1: Some of Tunes' is live. Well, it's just
0: rear projection with them bobbing along in the (laughs) car with the Uh, puppet at the But he also...
1: I mean, like, some of the sketches they did were just really silly. Like, they had one... Called Laser Cats, which is like a Star Wars esque adventure series, only with cats. That was spat- oh, Samberg
0: in that because Bill Hader's in that too. Yeah, it? it's Samberg and Hader. Yeah, okay, yeah, because that's funny. I so it. I associate it with Hader. Yeah,
1: um, well, he was on the show at the same time. Um, but the cats, like you, like move their legs and they shoot lasers Laser out, out of their, their mouths, yeah. and it's hilarious because they used like real cats on the set and to you know mm-hmm. you can't do that live. Laser you cats. have to. Yeah, so it's pretty funny. Um, just ridiculousness but um i had forgotten it's it's been a long time since i'm like i don't know what he's doing now you know
0: <laughs> so it's funny that you chose this movie because like i've never heard you mention this film before like yeah. not only as a as a in consideration for the podcast but yeah. like i've never heard you mention this movie before so yeah. i don't know if it was ever on the short list it seems like it just dropped into your head like out of the blue yeah
1: it's weird i don't and then know watched it <laughs> I don't know what made me think of it at all, but like for me, strangely, it had a lot of resonance in sort of like unpacking, you know, cause I feel like I sort of like slowly unpack things that happened. You know, I had a, a very eventful 2014, 2015, 2016. Um, and my dad died and I got a divorce and started a new relationship. And so like, it's taking me a while to process all of that. And I feel like this movie, like, I don't know, just that, that, that thought of the, like moving away from, from someone who like was there when you were formed as an adult person. And, and and, like how strange that is and how, much you lose in that process and mm-hmm. and then how much ultimately you gain in that, you know um yeah I, I and this this year has been sort of like you've ha we've had more time, maybe too much time to reflect on everything on everything <laughs> you know um and and maybe like starting the process of you know, I applied to grad school, I didn't get in, but but like the, the thinking about like, what's next, what's the next part, you know, you know, like, like, how am I changing? How is, how is, how are things evolving? Like, I, I'm always interested in, in that kind of story, you know, from, from wherever that, that, that happens, you know, Um it actually, now that I mention it, we mention this on my show all the time. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of "You're the Worst" in that way, too. Mm-hmm. You know, just that whole sort of transitory process moving from from young adulthood into capital A adulthood. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like the second adolescence. It's true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Have you moved out of your second adolescence? Now? I think
1: so. I moved okay. out, and I'm starting my third. You How know? many
0: do we get? Am I, I, I think my fourth. Like,
1: like eight maybe seven somewhere in there seven
0: (laughs) i don't know sometimes i feel like i'm just another teenager like my teenage kids
1: yeah well that's that's the thing that's so intriguing about life is that i mean like i've learned a lot and experienced a lot but ultimately my brain is still the same brain that i developed when i was like it's a good brain yeah (laughs) you know the way i think about things oh well and maybe i have you know there's some some level of maturity that happens you know but i still like things that that got me then still get me now like i still love stuff that explores like jealousy and like regret and and all of this stuff that that comes up as she's like processing this thing so I'm, i'm and i
0: like movies about people with emotional coldness who cannot express what they're feeling
1: yes do you?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It seems to be a thread.
1: <laughs> I guess I don't know. I feel like a lot of saying things with words is different than like I feel like that your actions and and what you what you do can't help but express how you feel like I don't know. Like I've, I've never sent.
0: Well, you know, like the languages of love thing. Yeah. Some people need to hear. Yeah, yeah. And don't respond to actions and behaviors.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like when we're watching those show, those movies about people. I don't find them to be cold because there, there's humanness going on behind those eyes. There's things happening. Like rarely are there any of those films where like people behave in a way that you wouldn't expect them to, you know, that's, I don't know. Which, and and of course that's like part of the language of film is to lead you, even if, if, if you don't know what's going on behind the eyes of the character that you're watching, you know, there's ways to cinematically,
0: the best film to you know what, yeah, what's, what's happening, what's you know, they're feeling. Yeah, you
1: can show, you know, you can have a bird tweeting or it raining all the time or you know, something like that. that it's raining all the
0: time, <laughs> he's really not doing very well. It's <laughs> raining all
1: the time, like the Coen Brothers movie where yeah. it rains the whole movie. I love that movie. Which one? The one with the cat. I can't think of uh, the Joaquin the... Phoenix. No, 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 not Joaquin Felix. What? Oliver. what's his name. He's the folk singer. That one Inside Louin Davis. Inside oh, I thought Davis.
0: it was snowy the whole time. It's no, raining it raining. The whole time? it's raining. It's oh, raining the whole time. There's that sequence where they, they go out there in that blizzard on the drive with John Goodman. Yeah. That's what I I picture. Yeah. Like kind of snowy awfulness. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. We should watch that again.
1: No, I love that movie.
0: Maybe we should do a show about it. Probably. Okay well do you have anything else to say about uh this week's movie (laughs)
1: um i if you haven't seen it not very many people have i think it only made like three million dollars i don't think many people saw it a little um it's not i can't really call it an independent film but it's just a, a small film that i don't know they just these don't get made very often unless your father happens to be quincy jones i guess um (laughs) <laughs> and you have friends who my father for, does were, not were,
0: happen to be Quincy Jones.
1: If if you're you know if you have friends who work in the industry or whatever, that's how these get made, you know. Um, but you know, I'm okay with that. I she's like a
0: talented actress, and she's a good yeah, writer. Yeah, I didn't know she had. I didn't know they did
1: this story for Toy Story two. and oh, no, four, not two. Four. I didn't know that. Yeah, you're apparently they ended up not, but they have a story by credit for okay for uh, Toy Story. I had four. no idea. Which is the one in the antique shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we, I guess we saw.
0: Yeah, we saw at it. At some point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because cause we're in America and you must watch all Toy Story movies, I guess. I don't know. It's like the one movie that everybody's seen or something like that. So.
0: I had kids. I had to see
1: everything. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. That's a lot of a lot of us like Pixar is the new Disney. Like everybody sees all the Pixar films except for Cars.
0: Don't ever gonna, see, cars. Don't see cars. I I haven't seen cars. I don't want to see cars. cars.
1: They made lots of sequels. There's like yeah. 3 of them or something, but um mm.
0: All right. <laughs> Good pick. Yeah. And uh uh I recommend it if you feel like a romantic comedy that's totally different from from something, yeah. You know, Cuz there aren't why can't a comedy about growing up and breaking up Yeah. be funny? I mean, why can't you make a movie that's funny about it? You can. Yeah. It turns out. Good so stuff. yeah, go check it out.
1: Yeah. If yeah.
0: And uh, it's my turn again. That's right. You pass the mantle back. What is the mantle? You're passing the mantle back. Am I passing the torch? The torch. Are you passing the torch? I'm. Are you I'm, carrying I, a torch?
1: I. Well, yes
0: okay alright well we'll be back in a couple of weeks with our next episode and it's my turn and I don't know where I'm going to go with that so we'll not. just have to wait and see Yeah. alright thanks for listening and uh, tell your friends about the show find us on Facebook and Instagram subscribe on your favorite podcast app and uh, we'll be back again with another movie or media yeah. property conversation Yeah. okay bye bye